So tonight, we were supposed to have a special guest, Olaf, on. But Olaf, apparently, when he got to Texas, is so damn hot here and 100 degrees. He's right now sitting in my cup. He will be on next Thursday at 7 p.m. I'm, I'm sorry, Olaf. I will bring you back. I will put you in the freezer, <laughs> and then you will be back on. <laughs> now, uh, he had a bad storm, but he will be on next week. So be tuned to that because y'all will hear me sing, Do You Want to Build a Snowman? And I mean, I well, got the I voice, want, John. I don't think they want to hear. I got the voice uh, I know for you it. Keep on saying that, but okay. I, I mean, y'all just, just wait. Oh, oh. Next week. I'll just it, say okay. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> after next Thursday show, John will be arriving in Houston. That I will pick him up on Saturday, and we're going to do a show that Sunday next. Sunday, we're going to do a show. We'll let you know the time. We'll figure it out. But we're going to do like sitting on the couch hot seat thing. And I'm going to ask John some personal questions and he can ask me personal questions. But don't ask really personal questions because I don't want to beat you up. <laughs> Even though you're a lot bigger than my ass. <laughs> okay. So, we all know the PACT Act uh the time is getting close to file your claim for the PACT Act on August the 9th. That's a very important date, everybody, because it was the day I went in the military 35 years ago. But anyway, it is an important that you get your claim in so they can go back a year from it, okay, if you file under the PACT Act. Speaking of that, we're going to get into some of the claims and seven reasons why. You will be denied your your claims. So let's get into this one, John. This is from the VA Insider, okay? Dishonorable discharge, number one. No freaking shit. I mean, oh, snap. Mm, really? Yeah, Second right? one. <laughs> oh, snap. Veterans own willful misconduct in the cause of the condition of their disability. I don't know what the hell that means, but it sounds like... It means whoever's lying out their ass. Yeah. Well, you, you know what? I think this may be what, what it means. So there's a guy that I met up at the Conroe VA, and, and this is kind of funny, and he got into a car wreck. Well, he already had 80% disability on his knee from jumping out of airplanes. I, what moron wants to do that? It's up to you. I don't care. I'm, well, I'm glad you guys do it. I'm just saying... <laughs> I don't know why you jump out a perfectly good airplane. I just ain't going to do it. But he gets in a car wreck and refiles on his claim for 100% disability because he broke his kneecap now. So they dropped his ass down to 10% because well, that's right. I mean, come on. He had it coming to him. I mean, you got to be, you got to be. You got to have some sort of common sense and, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I'm afraid that's not that. I'll call him a dumbass. Uh, he is you a just, dumbass. Just, okay. So you're, the, just, you're just being stupid then. So the next one, this is where I kind of disagree. 
abuse of drugs and alcohol in the cause of the condition that causes the conditions of the disability. That's not what it really means. What they really mean is, is if you have, let's, let's say that you have neuropathy and they give you ibuprofen. And that doesn't work. Or they give you the other medicines. That shit doesn't work. And you go out and decide that, hey, for you, my pain, I'm going to do marijuana. If they find a trace of that in your system, they will deny you. Now, I understand drinking alcohol and you mess up your liver or mess up your pancreas and all that stuff. I, I get that. You don't follow, follow on your pancreas or your liver for drinking too much damn alcohol. Even though they're the cause of it because you had to wait 20 years to get your damn claim through. So, this is another one. The use of tobacco products in the cause of the conditions of the disability, like lung cancer. Now, see, that's where I also disagree. Because you could have smoked up to 10 years and quit. But 20 years later, you get lung cancer. But at the time they knew you were smoking, they can deny your damn claim, which is total bullshit. I'll call it out. Anybody else out there want to call that out? They won't tell you about the asbestos part. They won't tell you about breathing in the chemicals. They won't tell you about any of that stuff. No. Mm -mm. No. You want to add something to that one? John? Well, I, I, I just, um, you, you, if you give, it's, it's like, it's like a, a young teenager, give them an inch, you're going to take a mile and the, and, and the military, our, our government is no, no different. If, if you give them some out to use, as opposed to paying you while you smoke cigarettes, you know, it's, is insane as that sounds, um, I, I'm trying to think of something. Well, you're a, you're a woman, so you shouldn't be be pregnant because you should know better. I'm like, you know, it's the same. It's it's asinine way of thinking things, but I mean, it's a hard battle to fight because you tell them, well, I'm an alcoholic. Well, then they're going to use that against you. Or if you say, well, I smoke two packs of cigarettes, they're going to use it against you. Um, you know, I eat and I'm I'm two hundred pounds overweight. You know, I mean, if you give them, you just can't give them anything to work off. Um, but if if that's the way one wants to approach it, you got to be smart enough to find the workaround. You know, yeah, you if you don't know enough to, how to figure the workaround. <laughs> and if you have to go to that thing called an attorney, well, then pull the damn trigger. Go to the attorney because otherwise you, you just you're just going to be banging your head on the computer and going. Shit. Well, here's the great thing you know? <laughs> that well, that's what we're about to get into. Nexus, no clear nexus to prove your service connection. Well, no shit, Sherlock. If you have a nexus letter that you broke your damn toe while you're out of the military and you file a claim, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen somebody put down. No nexus. Well, okay, and then the next one. Not enough medical evidence to uh, substantiate a medical condition uh, or the DX even exists. Now, that right there can go three different ways. 
there was no proof at that time that that's what they're saying to most of us vets. There's no proof, guys, that what out there did to you with all the oil rig fires, with all the uh, injections we got, with the sarin gas, that y'all have heart conditions, y'all have neuropathy, y'all have this, y'all have that. They, they can use oh, that right presumptive. there. That's right. Presumptive. Yeah, but the guys are still being yeah. denied. You, you know, and are no symptoms of the condition or disability. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That one's funny. I mean, uh, dot, dot, look, look. I got a wart on my foot that I got when I was in the military, but it's not there anymore. I'm going to file on it. You can't do that. File on the crap that you have. And speaking of that, I had a call, and this guy located me. Y'all are not going to believe this. He knew my last name. He knew what I, he knew I was a barber. He called the barber shop. He found me. He knew I was around. I brought up Conroe and stuff. He found me. He had a, we had a great conversation. And he was like, this is a catch-22. He has all the presumptives we do. But he was in Camp Lejeune. In the early 80s, and he was about to go to Desert Storm, so he had all the injections in 1990. And he has everything we have, so he wanted to know, what the hell do I follow another? I scratched my head. What would your answer be? Well, I, I you know, I know that you and I talked briefly about this, and I forgot to, uh, talk to my VSO about it. I was thinking about it today and then and then the five five minutes went by and I, I forgot about it again. Um but no I would say yeah I've talked to VSO. I mean he was on uh, on my end the the video is breaking up a little bit Kevin so if I if I'm not talking right again it's because things are frozen. Um but no if if he was in Lejeune during Camp Lejeune in that time frame I would say that would be his you know uh is presumptive. You're in location, especially, I mean, because that was, that's still in the works, right? I mean, the whole Camp Lejeune thing, right? It's, as in nope. That's not what, that's not what oh. you followed under. I figured it out. Believe it or not, oh. you follow straight under the PACT Act. PACT Act covers all of oh. it. So, for all y'all that may be out there going, hey, you, you, you know what, hey, I need a file. And I need to know what to file. But, I didn't go to Desert Storm, but I was at Camp Lejeune. Well, to let y'all know, you mm. file under the PACT Act. That's how you file it. And exactly like that. So, for veterans out there that did not go to Desert Storm, but they had the injections, they're there at Camp Lejeune, or even if they weren't at Camp Lejeune, but they were in at the time. Remember, our equipment that came back, our uniforms, everything, we still had that stuff on us. How in the hell do you think the, our kids got it? How do you think our spouses aren't doing good? It's because of what we brought back. Speaking of that, I'm glad I said that because I talked to a reporter today. And she is did a one-year interview with me about the PACT Act. 
and and John, this lady, I don't want to say her name now, not till it comes out or anything, but she she asked me some pretty tough questions, but I loved her questions. She was like, so how has the PACT Act affected you? <laughs> it hasn't. Well, how is that helping with everybody else? Well, more people are signing up for it. More people are filing claims. But most of them get denied still. And that's the issue that we're getting into right now is people are still being denied under the presumptives, even though they got the presumptives. And, you know, I... Then she asked me this one question, which I, I really liked. How can the VA improve? Well, who well. I had a list. Oh, my God. I had a list. <laughs> but communicating with every veteran out there of what they're going through, understanding, and what they're doing is the important part. To, to me... If you can communicate with your doctor and that doctor listens, which we know that shit ain't going to happen. That shit ain't going to happen. It, it yeah, would make gotta, things easier. Definitely... Go, I was just, I don't know if you can hear me. It was a little I sketchy there, but, um, okay. So the doctor, as long as you keep the doctor form, give them information, um, we, we've talked about this before, but really, if you go in and hand them some pieces of paper, if let's say it's your first time seeing the provider and assume that they're not familiar with our issues, just assume that going in and hand them some hard documents on what it is, the Gulf War illness or however it is defined on the web page that you find, you know, hand them the hard copies if you ever heard of this. And you explain it, and as long as it's in print and from a legitimate source, or at least, you know, the best you can do, then that, that's information to help them understand. Because uh, there's so many of them out there that don't understand, and but it's it, it, the information they have. It's not only that, but let's take Olaf. <laughs> Olaf. When I talk to Olaf, I cannot believe I'm looking. I was looking at a cup. Okay, so when I talk to Olaf, he had questions. These guys don't understand still what the PACT Act does for us. I mean, you go into any doctor, even in Houston, they still don't. They they don't. They don't fix the problem. They only treat the symptom. And I know Jason's listening. And Jason knows exactly what I'm talking about. And that's where the VA needs to start listening to the Gulf War vets. They're listening to the Vietnam guys. But it took, what, 50 years later now that they're finally listening to them. But to me, a lot of that, and, and a lot of guys are getting good care now. I mean, there's one guy I know that he was exposed to Agent Orange out there, and he loves his care, which is great. I, I want to feel that way. I want all of us to feel that way. And I did tell her the Northwest and Northeast are screwed up. It seems like yeah. the, the Midwest and South 
has better care than East and West Coast. And all VAs should be exactly the same. Why they're not, I I, I can't tell well, you. I remember Christy and Miss, what is it? Uh, not Mississippi. Um, where's uh, Christy or yeah, Mississippi. Her, uh, dad? Mississippi. Is it Mississippi? I couldn't remember. Anyway, that particular part of the country as well, I said, we said South. It depends on what a person defines as South. Evidently, she struggles with them in Mississippi, at least in her region. So, um, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I truly, it boils down to the the provider and who you seek out to get your help from, and see how many times you get tossed around. Right, you know? right. You're, but I really, I, 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 I am really impressed with the journalist. She kept her word. She kept in contact with me all year when I had everything's going. But she promised me, I'm going to do a story with you. And she did the story. Great information. And I don't know if she's a veteran or not. Uh, they got things in, in the work that I think is fantastic. And um, what's really neat, though, is now we're going to jump to another subject that I talked to her about, but needs to be talked about. Elderly care. John, you're getting there. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, man. I know, I know. That's I cold, know. man. You'll, you'll pay me back when, when you get here. No, no, but seriously. Uh, elderly care. A lot of Desert Storm vets are at that point now with the Vietnam and with the Korean War vets. And it, it fascinated me because I wanted to go in. I was like, you know what? I really want to know more about elderly care. I mean, heck, I, I'm in my early 50s. Just to let all y'all know that I'm not in my 30s, guys. I, I know I look like it. But, hey, anyway, and John's looking at me like I'm crazy. But <laughs> I, I found some really cool information. Your hair does look a little darker, I guess. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not coloring it. I swear to God. But anyway, <laughs> so the VA for elderly veterans. I, I, I want to read this. This is, this is important. They are really wanting you to be able to live at home now. They actually will pay you extra money. To stay at home so you can be comfortable around your family and you can live with your family. And and which I, I'm, I'm really impressed because this is on VA.gov. Y'all can all go read it. And everybody should that has an elderly person that is a veteran living inside their homes or living in elderly care. Y'all might want to go in and read what elderly care the VA does provide along with the states, which we know that. With, with, with your neighbor, John. But, right. you, you know, for households, it, it increased monthly pension amount paid if you are substantially confined to your house immediate premises because of permanent disability. Okay? They have long-term term care programs, eligibility for long-term care programs, home-based and community services, nursing home and residential care, geriatrics research, geriatrics programs. And this is where, and, and they will send an aid. They will send somebody to your house to help you out. And I know there's a lot of people going, well, I don't want a stranger in my house. I'll, tell you, I'll take a damn stranger in my house. Give me somebody to talk to. 
Really, I could talk to a wall. I mean, so it doesn't matter. But it is important because we are all getting up in age. We all know what is happening with us as far as Parkinson's happens. Uh, dementia, Alzheimer's, a- AOS, you, you know, uh, uh, B, uh, is it B- BLS or PLS? Uh, a lot of uh, nervous system problems. I don't want my kids to have to take care of dad. So, so yeah, there's there's a lot of things, and, I, and I've said in other programs with my next door neighbor, you know, and I and I kind of learned a, a few of them as as I'm helping them along. You know, he he's not able to get a, a, a get up and down steps. So they put a ramp in. So they had an outside contractor to come on and put a nice ramp in. He's got himself a powered scooter. The washer and dryer was downstairs. They used funds out of uh, our our lottery here. I, I believe it was through the lottery monies and got him a scooter. So he's got a scooter. He did. He is getting a uh, you know a, a pension now, um, and he does have the providers come to his house. So he's uh, and he lives alone now. His wife passed away a couple of years ago, I think now, and uh, but the whole idea is keep you in your home, and it's a kind of a win win. Helps those of us that don't want to leave our home, which is the majority of us. You know, they, you know, if push comes to shove, I want to stay in my home. So they have the providers of all sorts really come out. And uh, if if you need a cleaning lady to come in and clean things, well, they'll take care of that too. And, and on top so, of that, though, I want to give you kudos. You helped him a lot along with Janetta. Both of y'all made it to where he can stay at home and live in his house. And that, that's, what, that's what neighborly things are about. That's what we want to bring out in this program. Take care of one another. Love one another. Help one another. You know what? You walk down the road, and you're going into a convenience store, and you see somebody that, you know, needs help, help them. If you open the door for somebody, tell them to have a good day. That's what America's lacking these days. And as I get older, I don't want, to be pushed out of my wheelchair. I don't want to be pushed off my walker or my cane. You, you know, we need to get back to the fundamentals. There are like 16.8 million elderly veterans in America. Think about that. 16.8 million. That's a small fraction of, of how many people are freaking in America. And we need to take care of every single one of them. As a veteran, especially you, get off your asses, get out there, and help them. If you need help, get a hold of our program. If you have questions, get get a hold of us. It's I mean, each and every one of y'all can go back and, and email us. I mean, you can go to Facebook, Messenger us. If y'all need help trying to figure out state programs for you or an elderly veteran, let us know. We'll help you out. We have no problem getting a hold of a VSO officer for you and get things rolling. That's what we did with them down in Mississippi, and that's what John did. Yeah, I mean, the, the help's out there. And understandably, a lot of people, you could throw a bunch of information, 
bunch of bunch of stuff on the computer, a bunch of pamphlets, which is all great and fine. And if that's all that you have the capacity to do for somebody right at, right at the forefront, that's fine. We understand that. But people really want to be talked to on a face-to-face -face basis. If you're able to, ha you know, if you even have to take a few hours out of your day on occasion to help somebody, show them where the VSO, have the VSO officer come to them or take them to a place where there's other veterans so they have somebody to talk to. Because veterans talking to veterans is is really highly important. I mean, and you don't even have to be, even if the person's not a veteran. I, I mean, I'm just saying for the veteran community, we're mu the vast majority of us are much more comfortable talking to a fellow veteran, regardless of branch, because we all have similar things that happens in our lives. And um, it's, it gives us a comfort feeling, you know, gives us an understanding that we're not alone. Well, so. you, you, you know what? But, I, I mean, I know, guys, I know a lot of y'all do feel alone. Here's your outlet. Come on here and bitch moan and and demand justice for what they've done to you because and tell your story that that's what this program is about come to us talk to us man if y'all don't think i won't give you my cell phone number send me a message i'll give you my cell phone number i have no problem whatsoever i mean each and every day that I, that i can help out with something that makes my heart good that 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 makes that makes me feel good because i know that i'm helping somebody and if you can help another vet that person helps another vet we would be in so much better community and i want to thank every veteran group out there that is on facebook for allowing us to post about about this because they allow me to go on there and put every week when 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 we start and i mean all the way to uh uh go for truth all the way to uh go for illness all the way to uh navy uh past and future i mean all of them every single one of them groups allow us and they approve us to come on here and that's important that's really important and i'll tell you what else is cool so i got an email just to let everybody know, I'm going to tell a little story, and I, ho I hope y'all like it. Um, there is a group out there that has uh, been contacting me, and it's they are doing a reality show about disabled veterans, in which, uh, man, I think that's so cool. They're giving them homes. They want him to come on the show uh the actor or i guess uh, i really the co-host is really what he is ain't he and so our host or whatever he is i don't know uh, and he's gonna come on and talk about what they're doing for veterans out there who are uh homeless disabled that need help they're making them them homes and they're giving them away i, I think that's badass I mean, there's so many organizations. It, it is badass, man. I mean, I, I to me, I think that's one of the coolest damn things I, I've 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 seen. But I do want to also talk about uh, Feed Spot. So, Feed Spot, uh, they are the ones who uh, ranked us at number twelve for one of the best war 
podcast, which I think that's really great. I, I think it's because of my good looks. What do you think, John? You think it's my good looks? No. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. He's quite the debonair gentleman, yes. You, you, you know, <laughs> yeah, also full of shit, too. But um, they, so I've, I've been talking with them, too. And, you, you know, the more and more war stories are coming out and, and blogs are coming out about the war, the more people and young people are starting to realize, wait, our veteran community is getting screwed. And they're they're trying to help. They're trying to get the word out there. And I, I you, you know, I think that's very fascinating. But I mean, y'all y'all need to go check out Feedspot. I'm I, I am advertising them for free right now because I think they're uh, I think it's really great that they show everybody what spots that podcast are. And I thought it was cool that we're sitting at num number twelve with Feedspot. So. With that being said, if anybody has a question, contact me or John, or John or me, or me and John. <laughs> Don't contact Olaf. He's a little bit unoccupied right now, and uh, Olaf's going to kill me when he sees his program, but yeah, I think it's funny. So I, I want to thank y'all for listening. We're going to go into the after show show because we're going to catch up on some breaking news that happened in, uh, I believe it was in Cal California with two Navy sailors and giving away our secrets. So we will see y'all in the after the show show and thank y'all for listening. Thank you for listening to Go For Side Effects. If you have a story or you would like to share or just come on with any comments or questions, please email me at kevinsimon at go